Hello, it's Charlotte's sister C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Good afternoon and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest running podcast that's led by seniors. We are today doing something special within our podcast. We're paying a bit of tribute to one of our members, Gail Harwood, who was with us from when we first began doing our podcast by Zoom in 2020. And uh, a few of us will be saying some words of memory or poems that we've written or that make us think of Gail. Uh, another thing that we're doing today, you know, you always hear breaking news, and it's usually bad news. So now <laughs> the 411 Center is going to have a different kind of breaking news, beneficial, reliable, encouraging, applicable, kind, notable gems. So every week we'll have some breaking news of that sort for different people from the 411 Center, as well as from other centers. Other senior centers in the city have members who participate. We're welcoming people from across the province and country. If you are having something at your center and want to talk about it, you're welcome to do it in our breaking news and to join the fun that we have here. And speaking of the 411 Center, let me say I acknowledge that our work and podcast takes place on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Salewatoos people. And the 411 Center is one of the three sponsors for our program. It's also the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, and GNF Financial. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to the wonderful Monica. <laughs> Monica Mariga is a board member and she is uh, the director there. And so say hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having us uh, today here at uh, this uh, amazing space podcast. Um, yeah, well, the breaking news today is that 411 Senior Center is open, has reopened its doors, is operational and ready to help uh, uh, seniors who are struggling with some sort of thing. So uh, we're very happy to be back. Uh, this week, we kept busy, the staff uh, working here, trying to understand the new situation that we are at. And, you know, we're really positive that we can handle this. And now we're ready to come back and welcome clients and members. And besides that, to have volunteers working at, at the center. So this upcoming week, starting this Monday, our volunteers are back also here at the center, ready to provide uh, services as usual. Uh, I would like to let you know what is uh, that we are ready to offer uh, and what in-person activities the center will be providing from Monday uh, onwards. So we are going to have drop-in support services, uh, including the information and referral program. These drop-in uh, activities are also, can, can I tell you that we recommend people 
even they are dropping to make appointments. In that way, we can control a little bit more the crowds and we can keep everyone safe while attending to the center. Uh, we are having uh, free public computers, internet access, some telephone also uh, lending for those one who doesn't have a, uh, access to phone. They can come to the center and utilize our phone. Uh, we are going to be hosting some uh, committee uh, meetings here, small groups. Also, everything is going to be uh, following the protocols of COVID-19. In that way, you all and us, as a staff member, we are going to keep safe. But the breaking news is that, so the center is operational, is so we're ready to help you and eager to uh, start a new uh, times, a new year here because this year is just starting, so we want to be part of you guys. Thank you very much, Charlotte, for this space. Can you tell us <laughs> how do you, where is the 411 Senior Center and what's a landmark? Well, 411 Senior Center is located in downtown Vancouver. The landmark would be a Science World or Science World Sky Train Station. So we're located just by getting off the Sky Train Station, walking uh, distance of the station, to walking towards the east side. So it's a, a Tall red brick building. We are located on the third floor, suite 330, here uh, on, on Terminal Avenue. And it's 700? Terminal? It's nope. 333, is uh, the Terminal Avenue, and the suite number is 330-330. Right. I was thinking of the floor we used to be on. Yeah. Okay, the income tax clinic is something that is popular and held there. We will be in our upcoming sessions, we'll have the accountant from the 411 Center that will tell people what they need to bring. We'll have some tips on finances so that, as we know, some members in our group work, some members in our group are trying to get GIC or clarity. So we will have a presentation about that as we go close to the time that 411 Center will be having one of the largest free tax clinics in the country. Okay, well, thank you for spending time with us and giving us that great breaking news, Monica. Thank you very much, Rolf. And uh, once again, nice meeting you. I'm seeing uh, new faces here. So nice meeting you, Leslie, Neil, Delsa, Profula. Thank you. Thank you very much for being part of this. It's great, a great program. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Monica. And so now what we usually do is the people that come early, we have um, introduced themselves and we have a, a word. So the word would be mountains. So if you introduce yourself, say something about how mountains relate to your life. Oh. <laughs> Shall I say something? Yes, Prafula, yes. Okay. Well, um, uh, okay, I'm trying to figure out how it relates, but I do love mountains. And uh, I used to live in Africa before, and uh, there were a lot of mountains. So I, I, I remember that I, when I got up in the morning, every day, early morning, uh, there was a mountain right in front of our house, and uh, I would look. I would look at it, and the sunrise, you know, and the sun sets, and I got so used to that uh, scene and took it so much for granted that uh, you know when I left, I didn't realize what I was leaving behind me, you know. And uh, 
Now I live in Ontario and I don't see any mountains. So, so I, I really miss it. I really miss it. So I, when I went to British Columbia and Vancouver, and all, I loved it, the mountains and the lakes and all, and I realized how beautiful that all is. So yeah, I, I miss the mountains, you know. Some, it's, a, it's something that you, if you have, like you must take it for granted, but uh, if you move away from there, then uh, it's uh, it's like a huge rock that you sort of miss from your life, you know. So that's that's how I feel about the mountains. I wish I could get up in the morning and 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 see that mountain again. Yes, it's quite nice. I I miss. I used to orient around the CN Tower when I was in uh, Toronto, and yeah. then now people tell me it's. Going this way, you is if you're going toward the mountains, you're going north, which is true, unless you happen to be in some place like Burnaby, <laughs> and the mountains are not north. So, uh, but yes, it is a good orientation, you know, to be able to look and see them and feel comforted by them. Uh, Delsa, would you introduce yourself? And <laughs> I am Delsa, and I am my yoga teacher, and. Um, I am into philosophy and psychology. I never saw mountains where I came from. I, I was born in the Philippines. I have to come here to see mountains, not even here in Canada. I have, I think I've seen mountains when we went to Greece. Hmm. I think. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I could not relate uh, any emotions that relate to mountains because I've never been around mountains. Well, I hadn't been around mountains so much until I came to BC. Um, yeah. Leslie? Yeah, I'm like you. Um, mountains give me a sense of direction. And I remember when I first came to Vancouver, that's what people told me. The mountains are always on the north. <laughs> and it was strange that people would give directions with compass directions to me to start with because I'd always been used to turn right, turn left. Um, like Delsa, um, I didn't grow up with mountains. I had been in mountains in Austria when I traveled around Europe and found them absolutely beautiful. Um, sometimes I'm breathtaking by the North Shore Mountains. You know, they're, every season they're always beautiful. Um, in the winter, they're sort of brilliant white and then sort of other times in the year there's still that snow on top but and the sun behind them they're just gorgeous just love them it's like your own moving picture show mm -hmm. uh, neil hi my name is neil ryan i'm a poet uh and an event, and, and just I love life, and it just it happens. And mountains are a part of a part of living. Uh, my mountains are north, and they're also east, and they're also well, they're not south. But anyways, <laughs> I love the outdoors, including the time I got lost. Uh, <laughs> Neil is the bravest outdoorsman I know. He, as I've said many times, he's he's one of those people that sees the sign that says, don't go down that way. And he wonders, well, I just wonder what would happen if I went down there a little bit. <laughs> uh, 
which has all led to some. All it said was this trail is not complete or this trail is not finished, <laughs> whatever. So I said, I wonder how far it goes. So I got up to my ankles in mud at one point in time <laughs> and said, I better figure a way to get out of here. So, but yes, I love the mountains. Of course, I love them. Who doesn't love mountains? Yeah, it always gives us a sense of, I think, just feeling anchored. When you look at the mountains and you think, well, they're anchored, and they're there, and so different from all the times. You kind of get a personality, a sense of the day when you look out and you see the bright sun touching the top, or you see them looking really cloudy or angry, and it's just, I didn't grow up with mountains. I grew up in Kansas, and it was flat. <laughs> when I first went to California, I nearly swiveled my head off because I was driving to San Diego and all of a sudden there were these mountains. I was like, two days later, I had my cousin drive me back so that I could look and see the mountains without wrecking the car. So, <laughs> uh, but that's something, you know, one of the other things we're going to be doing as things are opening up. Uh, I've been talking with somebody that writes Vancouver is awesome and she's noting some places like things that we could go for a day trip. So maybe there might be a time that we could have lunch, not in the mountains or climbing the mountains, but next to them and write some stories. We're looking for interesting places that we can reflect on life, write stories. Uh, we had a class that I held at the 411 Center. It was very popular, we were going to do it again, and then we had the shutdown. But it was called Creative Writing in Creative Spaces. And we went to places like the library on Night Street. Uh, it's a peace courtyard. And sculptures are made of the different animals that are in the Bible verse, and a little child shall lead them. So there is the leopard with the goat nibbling on its ear. And the idea of it's at different places that we went, uh, people would gather and collect adjectives. And We'd have a contest of who got the most adjectives, but then we would use the adjectives or descriptions to go inside and write a flash story, write a 15-minute story. People wrote such interesting stories. So we're looking at places that we can go again and maybe enjoy a lunch or enjoy just taking in, increasing our observation, because there's sometimes things happen and people ask, well, what did the person look like? And it's like, well, it was tall. <laughs> but I see Rosemary is joined us by name. Are you there, Rosemary? Oh my! Uh. <laughs> we just—you can introduce yourself. I think she's listening in to see uh, how we carry on. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Hi, I'm actually at work on reception right now, so that's why I didn't turn my camera on and I wasn't planning on speaking. I. In fact, I figured I should keep my volume off in case the phone rang and interrupted you. <laughs> and your role at the 411 Center? <clears throat> um, I'm the Senior Services Coordinator, which means I'm responsible for um, coordinating all of the information and referral uh, aspects of 411, including the Income Tax Clinic. Yes, and she's going to be doing, among the people bringing breaking news, as well as uh, we have some seniors that have been volunteers for a long time, and they specialize in particular areas. And by talking and giving people more information about what does referral mean and what kinds of referrals and what kinds of issues, uh, what's the hot topic of the week that, you know, the center might have gotten a lot of calls of people coming in about. So thank you for being there, Rosemary, and we- You're welcome. Uh, 
doing a special thing today. We're going to have a few minutes where we're going to just have some thoughts and tributes to one of our members who has passed on. Gail Harwood was with us from the beginning when we first started the podcast and we were going around to different centers. Well, Gail was right there at Fulham One Center, but we went to downtown uh, Eastside, uh, Brittany, to a number of places and had people talk about what they wanted the podcast to be. And one of the number one things was changing the notion that people have about being older. And even the word, some people, they don't want to be called older, they don't want to be called golden, <laughs> but um, showcasing also the different skills, because just as when uh, Delsa was introducing herself and saying she's a yoga teacher, Neil does healing, among other things. Leslie teaches is an ESL teacher. We've had people from the group who have sometimes led a section or who have done a segment. So Gail was one of those who volunteered at one point when we were looking at senior nursing homes. There was another point where the question for the day was, how do seniors get training? And why is it that work source of these forces don't see that the training age shouldn't cut off at 35, that they should have some training programs for older people. And we wanted to have uh, one of the MPs for our area, Don Davies on. And she had a list. She showed this list of how many different people she had been told to call, but she stuck with it. And she called and he was on our podcast. So that was part of the nature that she had. And one of the things that we're encouraging other people uh, to do to feel free to, uh, if their topics form a team, because those of you who see each other, sometimes um, like Neil said to Leslie, I have written this story and I need to have, I'd like to have a poem that comes in between it. And they worked together and they created this genre, this, this piece. So when Gail made her transition on the 15th, we just found out yesterday that she had, uh, she often told us that on Wednesday she had been for chemo treatment and the big thing that gave her the energy to come on on Thursday was just knowing that she was going to be able to come and participate. So we're just sharing uh, some love out into the ether for her and appreciation of the way that she was here and that she right through winter, summer, fall, winter, spring, she was a person that would ask questions. She's a person that would check people if they didn't give a complete answer to the question. And uh, she also, you know, was very polite and responsive in the way that she interacted with others. So I have a poem that I'm going to read, but I'll defer first to Neil. Neil has has written something that he's going to share. And I don't know whether there are others that have something that they uh, wanted to share either as a, you know, Leslie and your memory of, of working with and being involved with Gail, but that's what we're going to do for the next few minutes is just, um, have some tribute and time to Gail Horwood. I have a poem that I know Gail and I uh, talked about uh, spirituality and the idea of, of, anyway, I'm gonna read a poem called The Monk. And I think I read this for Gail, but I also know that her and I had many talks about the same ideas, so. The monk, he knew every chant, he knew every prayer. He packed, practiced mudra-based meditation daily. 
and he knew the healing mudra uh, uh, finger positions for one hand and for both hands. He could raise his kundalini energy until his whole body vibrated in breathtaking ecstasy. He could transform his awareness to the craters of the moon or wander through the planets of distant stars. But the veil of death was closed to him. He knew all the teachings by heart and could recite the dogma in his sleep. But still the question remained, what happens to his consciousness when his body dies? Would his awareness of the self cross the last barrier? Would he recognize himself and still know himself as separate? Or when he merged into the one mind, would all traces of his identity that defined him as separate disappear? Would all traces of his individuality be obliterated so that his cherished I am no longer existed? And along with it, his ability to feel emotion. In this existence, we can experience joy and love and compassion. And with it, the potential for the depths of sadness and for anger and for fear. He understood there must be contrast for to only feel one feeling is to not feel at all. If at death, the emotions of love, of joy, of compassion vanish, and along with it, the contrasting emotions of fear, anger, and sorrow also disappear? He asked, is it only through this body that we experience emotions? Is eternal bliss so boring that we incarnate in order to experience the contrast? Are we here for the range of feelings from the highs of joy to the lows of sorrow? He saw that without this contrasting range, life could not fulfill its purpose. He concluded that life needs to have this roller coaster of emotions that uses the highs and the lows to let us know we are alive. And in the end, our resolute monk concluded that the simple purpose of life is to enjoy the ride. End of poem. That is an amazing poem, Neil. I felt so touched as you read that. Lovely poem. Thank you. Very it's beautiful. Very true. <laughs> uh, some of you know Robin Erickson is uh, the program coordinator at CJSF Radio, but she also has been sometimes a facilitator or co-host here with us on Powered by Age. And so she wrote and sent something that I'm going to read. She said, was such a bright light. The moment, the moment when after many years of hard work and a long voyage, you stand in the center of your room, house, half acre, square mile, island, country, knowing at last how you got there and say, I own this. 
It's the same moment the trees unloose their soft arms around you. The birds take back their language. The cliffs fissure and collapse. The air moves back from you like a wave and you can't breathe. No, they whisper, you own nothing. You were a visitor. Time after time, climbing the hill, planting the flag, proclaiming, we never belonged to you. You never found us. It was always the other way around. Margaret Atwood from Eating Fire, Baraccio. And Robin just sent that poem, The Moment, as a reflection in tribute to Gail. Lovely. Um, did you have a comment, Leslie? Yeah, interestingly, I just read that on my Facebook last night, and I was hmm. overwhelmed by it as well. Yeah, there's a, a lot of truth in that. You know, we, we spend so much time trying to sort of lay our claim to things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're just tenants. <laughs> Plant our fags. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny when everybody gives a land acknowledgement, every meeting you go to, everything you hear. And at the same time, you know, we keep saying we acknowledge we're on the unceded territory, but we don't act in any ways. Like anytime soon, we're going to give it back over to the uh, initial people. <laughs> okay. I We've done an exercise here, a fun exercise, where we wrote poems uh, an acronym. So I'm going to start with a short one that's just uh, an acronym made with the letters for Gail. Gail, glorious golden girlfriend, always accepting to advocate, inquiring and interesting. Gail, lovingly listing things to be done and lovingly accomplishing them. Nice. That's lovely. And Gail um, was a staunch advocate, like within the 411 Center, we have a lot of people that have been tigers for advocacy. They've held people accountable, they've gone to meetings, they've invited other people to go to meetings, uh, they've invited people, as she did, invited us to take part in surveys and to do things uh, to you know, stand up for justice and to make a difference for seniors and how we are perceived. But she was also a peacemaker. So this poem is called, Bring On the Peacemakers. May the peacemakers let themselves be known. Bring on the ones who stand on the line and call time. Time out on distress, discord and duress. Bring on the ones who pray. May peace prevail on earth and truly that it begin with me, with thee with them. Bring on the peacemakers, the children who sing glad tidings in the morning, those who bring joy and love as welcomed as a dove. Bring on the peacemakers, those who value books over bullets, those who enable school bells over jail cells. Bring on the peacemakers, those who center God in their goals, those who activate faith in their functions, those who center their gifts on creating shifts. Bring on the peacemakers. And Gail was a peacemaker. Mm. Very good. Very good. Yeah, that was so appropriate. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, her family uh, told our director that uh, they were so happy 
to be able to go onto our website on poweredbyage.com and hear some of the episodes where you could hear her talking. And then she also is a person that has recorded spins. For anyone who doesn't know, tell me, what is a spin, Leslie? Okay, so these are segments that some of our people have recorded on the website. And I'm trying to remember, it stands for specialties. Stories. Stories and poems. And something, and the ends for novelties. I can't remember what the I is for. Interviews. Interviews, that's it, yes. <laughs> yes, so sometimes we notice in the course, of, you know, we, we, we are into the 90s. We're doing a countdown to our 100th episode. We're going to have a parade. We're going to have uh, all of our sponsors giving out cakes. That's a joke. <laughs> but... Uh, <clears throat> Sometimes during the course of our, of our programs, people would do a poem or do a story and the background would be noisy, etc. And it's difficult in editing to just cut that out. So we had some days that were either technology Tuesdays or that were recording Tuesdays and people recorded uh, 10 minutes of what might have been, might have been their poems, stories, memoir, and it's called our easy listening section or spins stories, poems, interviews, and novelties, because sometimes what people have written or done have been really novel, so it goes in that section. So um, the, the Gail's family said that they enjoyed being able to hear that uh, there's those materials there. And that's one of the goals that was set for 411 when we were going around to centers and talking to people what they would like. More than one place, people said they'd like to see reservoirs where people have got stories about people. Because, you know, typically in order to get onto somebody's website, you have to have a publicist or you have to have been mentioned in the, the newspaper. But we are an independent you know, a podcast is an independent radio station and we have our wall and we welcome people. So if you who are listening, or those of you that are new to the podcast, if you uh, want to take advantage of or use the opportunity to record uh, some of your stories, a poem or an interview, uh, you could just let me know and we'll schedule a time. It's a time we schedule separate from our one o'clock Thursday podcast time. Um, we, we we're not working on a challenge and we're going to have a prize. I can't say yet what the prize is going to be, but at the very least, you'll get a certificate for each of you to pick a person. It could pick a partner. It could be somebody else who's on the podcast. It could be somebody that's your neighbor next door. It could be a we had one person who interviewed someone across the country. She interviewed a geologist, a woman geologist in Great Britain using uh, Zoom because with Zoom, instead of having to take people into the studio, you've got a recording studio with you know, your Zoom <laughs> device and that person has it. And so uh, she asked the questions. And so that one is, is on our website. And Gail has one. Gail was one of the people when we first started talking about doing interviews and she said, well, I want to interview my doctor. And so she interviewed him. It's longer than the time frame of some of them, but it was very interesting. So we have that, uh, you're not fixed to just three to five minutes. We say that it could be three to five minutes for people who say, oh, I can't do anything long, but can you do three minutes? And so we have their three minutes, but if someone has an interview and have uh, their questions that they wanna ask and it takes longer than that, we welcome that. And not only that, uh, aside from my working with people, we have Jesse, who's public affairs director at uh, 
the radio station and we have um, Robin, who's the program director, that we would book a time where one of them will work with you on whether it's the speed of how you read something, your confidence, how confident you sound. So it's not just the first thing that we record and put into the spins as soon as you sit down. It allows you to feel comfortable and to record your stories. So we want to get more interviews. We want to have the largest reservoir of uh, interviews about seniors, just just somebody you find interesting, that you like, that you think, oh, other people should know about that. So um, the contact information for for, uh, reaching me is pbaafc at gmail, powered by age, age agefriendlycity at gmail.com. And if you missed that and didn't write it down, but if you just go to our website, there's a place on the website where you can uh, fill out a form that says, yes, I'd like to be a podcaster or I'd like to visit sometime. So that's another place that those of you who are already dialing in could tell somebody that you want to introduce to the podcast. If they just go onto our website, they'll see episodes. Uh our historian Leslie writes nice descriptions. So all of our, our, our episodes have got a description of what happened on that day. So people can skim through and they can see the extent to which we've covered uh, so many topics. It might be fun, you know, just having, sometimes we have workshops. I mean, now that we can come into the 411 Center, that's one of the things we wanted to do there. Because when we first were showing people how they could do their interview with their phone, we were at the 411 Center. Downstairs, there's a business called Podstream. You've seen Joel has come on, come on and sung for us sometimes. But even if you don't have the money to pay to go into a pod stream with your phone, there's a way that you can do a voice record. So you can re- record something that you just want to, like your, your interview or your questions uh, that you're going to ask. So you can use your phone and we'll have a session where we can see some of the simple little devices, you know, those things they have at the dollar store that uh, is like a little easel and you can prop your phone on it. So that's one way some of the people who use the podcast and they're using a phone to keep it from, you know, shaking. They just get one of those little stands and stand the phone on it. So we will be, um, as we're going to be doing more skills and more things in our fabulous February, uh, one of them will be playing with the device and having everyone record 30 seconds. It's so much fun. It's so interesting. I did it and they were unrehearsed and I got so many responses. I, I recorded 53. I mean, I recorded it and sent it to 53 people in the five minutes that we had for this exercise in the workshop. And some of them were just hilarious because <laughs> I, I couldn't remember the name for something. But people, I've, somebody lived on my street as a child sent me, oh, I love that. Somebody else, when I said, I frequently say, they tell us so many times to wash your hands, but usually when you're washing your hands, you're standing in front of a mirror. So while you're looking in that mirror, smile at yourself and tell yourself you love yourself. And so I, I started laughing when I said it, but I, several people wrote, gee, I, le- I needed that. Uh, so yes, you can make things. And sometimes when you have a stream, the idea that this person was giving, when you've made a stream of one minute videos, you have a different sense of consciousness of time because for every type of media, media whether it's the radio, TV, you have to kind of have a, a sense of how much can you say in a minute? What is a minute's worth of time? Like we know what a dime, you know. <laughs> 
I won't talk about the potato chip bag that's this big and has this few chips in it. But doing those exercises for one minute, it just gets you more comfortable and do not take yourself so seriously. And the authenticness, that's what is really selling too. And a lot of the YouTubes, a lot of the people that are making a lot of money from YouTube and TikTok were not people who went to film school or TV school. They've just been brave enough to go out and they show their authentic selves doing some silly thing that really people people do and like to repeat. So we will be doing something um, on how to use your phone to make a recording. But also, I want to encourage each of you to just identify someone, pick someone. You can pick a partner within this group, but pick someone that you will do a short interview with. And, you know, there are lists you can go on and you can see lists of what to ask person. But the best thing is what you want to know. The woman that interviewed the geologist, she wanted to know what made you want to be a geologist? How did you stay in it when it was such a male-dominated field? What was the hardest thing you had to do? So just from your own questions, if you pick four or five questions that you want to know, somebody else would know that, but it's also much more authentic when uh, you, the person is feeling the interest you have in what you're asking them in the interview. So I want everybody to try for next week. <laughs> three minutes. Uh, and remember, I said three minutes, and Gail did a half an hour. So you're not limited to it, but it just is a stepping stone to get started with, with uh, doing an interview. Because between now and our 100th episode, by the, by the 99th, we will have counted how many people do, and we'll have some prizes for who did the most, who did the most unusual, uh, some other categories we're working on, and some other prizes. But anyone have a thought about that? Hey, I'll be there uh, in class. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking a class at Rice University right now on meditation and and mindfulness. But I've got, um, I've got a class coming up on the fifth of February. It it starts on the fifth of February. It goes on for two months, and it's on using the power of the mind for healing, which is my healing group. Oh, wow. It's called a power of eight. And apparently, eight people focusing on compassion and healing for anything uh, has uh, an effect that is uh, un uh, unbelievable. Actually, I think it's so. Is that uh, I, did, I did all this damage to my face is that I took it to my healing group and, and, and that's a week ago that we did. And it's, and it's totally healed, uh, amazingly so. But uh, it's uh, Lynn McTaggart is her name, uh, the woman that, that is doing the course. And uh, <clears throat> it's called The Power of Eight. It's a, just, it's on the internet and and uh, it's about forming a group to create healing using the power of the heart. It's basically, it's the, it's the, the, they say it's the power of the mind to heal, but it isn't the mind to heal. It's the power of the heart to heal. And uh, I'm... So, but I'm interested in doing this recording stuff uh, at 411. Uh, whether I have to go there, or not, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll, I'll be added to the list. So, okay. And 
that's so with the yoga we we are something else we're working and want to have in each section each gathering it's called move it move it you know that song we've got to move it move it <laughs> and so whether it's movement with with yoga whether it's movement with uh standing and dancing and stepping but they've said you know, we sit, we, so much more is now being done by, by Zoom and you're sitting doing it. And sitting is the new smoking. It's bad for our bottoms, it's bad for our backs. It's not the greatest thing. So we are going to have at least a five minute period within each of our podcasts where people get up and move it in some way. So uh, we're going to have you think about and you know what type of movement you'd like to have people do. Um, I just had one question about taking videos and posting it. Like, what if you're going out for a walk and you see something very different or interesting thing? Let me just video this and put it on, you know, and post it something. Aren't there legal issues regarding all that? Like, No, it's only if you took a video of someone because... Um, you're supposed to have people's permission when you show them in a video. But if it was an animal doing something, if it was people from the back, you notice a lot of times on TV when they're talking about people that are overweight, they will have close-ups of lots of people's stomachs. You don't see the people's head. <laughs> They've just taken pictures of that body part. But something, something really interesting that you see happening, you can take pictures of it. There's no copyright on a bunch of geese crossing the street. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, you never know, right? I mean, you might be going for a walk and you may see something extraordinary, something so different that you'd never seen before. And you might actually record it and say, well, look, I want to show it, you know, like people do it all the time. And that's one of the things that becomes people's collections when, you know, sometimes a person's whole YouTube channel is things that they saw, you know, walking, just walking, walking with, with, uh, walking in, walking in the wild or just walking, you know, where you use your name. And then how some people have become influencers is that they've got so many people that are following it, then they might, you might see, oh, and these Nikes make my feel, you know, they start to show products that they're, that they're seeing. But as it's purist, it's just one way of showing your creativity and what you're interested in and connecting with other people that are interested in the same thing. Yeah, I, I take a lot of pictures of flowers and, you know, mm-hmm. lilacs and things like that and, and sunsets and sunrise and, and, I have a collection of it in my iPad, and I, when I look at it, I'm just so amazed. It's so beautiful, you know, some of those photos. Yeah, so that's the thing you could do is uh, sometimes do a slideshow on a different podcast that I belong to, a woman, she was wondering, how do you use pictures? Well, she had the pictures on the wall, and so she walked around with her um cell phone. And so she was able to show people close up. So um, you could look at the pictures and it was just like being in the gallery. She just put them on a wall and she talked to, she moved the, the, the phone up so that you could see it. And um, that's another technique that we could use and do is first, if you have them, then you can look at the ways that you show them to other people via Zoom or some of the other virtual media. Yeah. Well, you have to unmute yourself, Delsa. Um, I have a little poem that I wrote that I'd like to share, but I'm not sure if it's the right time to read it aloud or not. But Mm -hmm. it does have a little bit to theme of getting old and, you know, ultimately, you know, crossing the 
bar and going to the other side, but it's not too down either. It's like sort of in between it, which I wrote a little while ago. Delsa, you okay. might remember that poem, you know. So I thought it's okay for okay. me to read it out. I'd like to, I'd like to have some feedback on it. You know, now I, I'm not good. I'm not like Neil. I'm not very good at writing poems. So mine, they won't rhyme or anything. But it just, just some idea comes to my mind, and I say, okay, let me just write it down. And I, I don't know if it's going to rhyme. Your poems don't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to rhyme. So here, it's just a short little thing that I wrote. So um, let me read it out. Yeah. So I call it uh, my my sunset in a teacup. My sunset in a teacup, brimming with crimson froth, an evening fragrant with jasmine, the balmy breeze that caressed my silver hair. I sat there in my chair, a solitary figure, crushed and broken, sipping the golden flow of my sanctuary, my sunset in a teacup. I gazed at the shimmering ocean, the swishing of the palm trees, the balmy breeze that danced through my silver hair, waves lapping at my feet. I sat there, a solitary figure, a mere speck, a shadow, lost in the vastness of the ocean, sipping my crimson frock, my sanctuary, my sunset in a teacup. Wow. So just, just something I don't know. It's just something that I just thought of and put it together. Yeah, that's really nice, Profila. I love the imagery and the color that you put oh, thank into you. it. Thank you yeah. so much. It's a, I, I just, that's how I, I write it. Like, you know, I don't think of how to, like, that one word before and how is it going to actually, but then I can do it. Mm. Yeah, no, mostly I write free verse. Um, if it comes to me as a rhyme verse, that's something else. But usually the ideas that I get for poems are free verse. And I just go with the rhythm and the imagery. And I, I think you've done a wonderful job. Well, thank you. Thank, that's so nice to hear. Yes, I totally agree. I, I, I particularly like the imagery because I could sit there with you with my feet, the, the water lapping at my feet. Uh, it was just gorgeous. Thank you. And, wow. and, and as far as rhyming is concerned, my brother told me that I don't write poetry because I never rhyme. And I, I had someone tell me my poems weren't poems because they didn't rhyme. And then I showed her the whole set of volumes of poems that are on library shelves that don't rhyme because it's the flow. I mean, sometimes it's fine for, to have fun to, you know, to do it. But really what's coming from you, all of those things, the images that you had and the sentiments, it, I think you could make a real good connection between that poem and some of your pictures. Because yes. they're things that could, could bring out, you know, those scenes. Yeah, thank you. And it just occurred to me, that's how I, I think in images, right? And I thought of the sunset falling onto the cup of tea. And if you think of it, the cup mm -hmm. of tea is, the tea actually is golden brown, you know, mm -hmm. isn't mm -hmm. it? So I thought maybe somehow, like I wasn't able to do it, but I thought that sort of like um, reflects the sun uh, setting on that cup of tea. And maybe a little more into the theme of, uh, you know, the vast ocean, meaning we are nothing but a speck, basically, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In this big, in this planet of ours. So, 
some things like that. I thought I'd work on it. And so I'm so glad. Thank you for the feedback. Well, thank you for sharing it. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> Charlotte, I have one last little three, two minute poem, if you'd like, for Gail. Okay. But I, I, Delsa, were you looking to read a poem? No, I was going to say something about what uh, uh, Charlotte was saying about taking pictures of people, uh, you know, catching them off guard. Mm -hmm. So I was just going to say last week when we had this big uh, uh, snowfall, I was watching. I should have taken pictures of this. I was watching men around across the street actually navigate where they're going to dump this snow. Where they're gonna dump the snow because it's like a big, big pile. You cannot, you cannot uh, uh, run your blower to the left because you don't want to put it on the people's driveway and onto the right. The same thing onto the street. You cannot, but they could not. They, they just couldn't because this is something new to them, right? So I watched the two men who are really, really talented with this kind of things because this is what they do. They plow snow. So what they did is like. They look around and they look at the snow and they say, okay, this is, this is what we do. They created a mountain of snow that is square on the curb, on the sidewalk. You know how you have curb in between, in between uh, driveways? And they pile it probably, oh my God, up to my chest. And I said, oh my God, what an ingenious idea. I could have taken... A picture of that and show to people this is how you do it. <laughs> this is how you do it. Because That's... nobody can navigate that. It's something new, right? I should have taken a picture of that and show it to other neighbors. This is what you do it in case it happens again, right? Because you're stuck and you have two cars in the driveway and you cannot dump snow there either. So and I was thinking, I said, my goodness, how me personally, I do I wouldn't know how to do that. But these two men, they knew. They knew. And then after that, I saw a kid, uh, Tobogganing, uh, what's that? Tobogan, like, you know, with the, with, the, with the slide on top of that snow pile. And they were sliding through it into the middle of the street. I said, oh, my God. Now there is a danger because they're sliding right in the street where the cars are. Oh, God, that's <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. I, I watched it all day long, all night long. What went on on that street when yeah. we were having this snow? Go ahead, Neil. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I should have taken picture of that. Yeah, that's that's what I video mean. Video it, yeah. Video it, yeah. Yeah, video. Take a video and then yeah. Post yeah. It. yeah, if you were going to post it, you would just, since they're your neighbors, you would just go over and have a little form that they would sign releasing, that they acknowledge that you are releasing and showing this to others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Neil. Sorry I interrupted you. No, I was worried that I was taking you, uh, 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 your time when you wanted to say something. But anyway. Oh, you're I very sharp. You caught it. Go ahead, Mr. Two Minutes for Gail. I have a very short poem called The Shadow. And it's about, you know, the fact that Gail has left us. Anyway, The Shadow. It sits on my left shoulder, totally mute, saying nothing, always waiting, always there when I allow its presence felt. It waits 
It waits this shadow of death. It waits to be the guide through the last portal, this last passageway to the next adventure. I twist my head to, to catch a glimpse, a glimpse and look death squarely in the face. But ever the shadow it hides behind my ear, ever the secret, it is felt as a grip that allows my shoulder, that draws my shoulders together, a cringe sensation around my heart as I ready adrenaline to fuel the fight or flight response. Where are my addictions to distract me from this pursuer? Where is my ignorance to ease the awareness of the unpredictability of death? Where is my belief that somehow I will escape this ultimate treachery? Nothing can distract me from the knowledge that death awaits me. Still the shadow waits waits until the end of time, until the end of my time. Bless you, Gail. Nice. Very Something nice. new, yeah. right? Really? Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. Uh, did you, you can Anil, see and did feel you call Gail it, uh, in the shadows. <laughs> did you, would you call that poem The Shadow of Death? I'm sorry? Uh, I'm just uh, suggesting, would you call that poem The Shadow of Death? I think you just called it The Shadow. I just called it The Shadow, not The Shadow of Death, but The, the Shadow meaning that there's this, there's yes. this darkness. There's the darkness, yes. I, 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 yes. That was beautiful. Very nice. I was feeling the shadow as this presence, this this presence that's there, and you 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 feel comforted by it or strengthened by it. It's not morbid, but it's yeah. it's, it's nice. Yeah. So Gail, Gail was your inspiration for that, Neil. You just wrote it for Gail. No, 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 no. It's in it's in my book, Delsa. Uh, okay. uh, anybody want to have a look? There's my. Yeah, I have that book. Yes. Yeah. 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 I should side. go back that and read that. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, so is the monk. The monk is also in my book. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember the monk. Yeah. Well, now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. It's from the Mickey Mouse song. It <laughs> <laughs> was lovely. Oh, you, I see. P-O-W-E-R-E-D. <laughs> Bye, H. Silly. Well, I just thank you for spending time with us today. We just send love out into the eternal universe to you, Gail, for the happy times you gave us, the times you challenged us, and that you help take part in this process of bringing a real friendliness, a real welcome to older people in our society. G is for golden. We will see all of you again next week when this golden hour of brilliant people come together to do Powered by H. I'm Charlotte Farrell, and I'm out. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Love you all. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Delsa. Yeah, bye. Nice session today. Bye bye now. Bye. Very nice. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. You look bye. very healthy, Neil. You look great. Yeah.
Bye. Bye. You look healthy.